episode of the DJ Jericho Podcast. Today we have special guests up in the building. Grammy Award winning multi-platinum group. Once one was up in the house. Thank you for coming to the show. Hey, thank you for having thank us. You, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So you guys are back on the scene. Y'all got brand new music out currently. You know, I seen y'all drop some new records, some new videos, and um, I had to get y'all on the show and interview y'all and talk about your discography and everything else. Um, so my first question um, I wanted to talk about is how you guys started your group. Um, from my research, you said you guys started back in high school. How, how did that all, all come together? Yeah, you're right. Actually, uh, we started in high school. Uh, we basically were a mile from each other. We went, we went to the same high school and, and we sung in the same choir, basically. And uh, we started doing talent shows and uh, we started actually winning talent shows in, in Atlanta. And uh, we, we finally got the attention of our former manager, Courtney Seals, who introduced us to uh, Dallas Austin. And from Dallas Austin, uh, we met Puff. And uh, we sung for him in front of 112, and and that was it. The rest is history. And when y'all got signed uh, to Bad Boy, y'all basically hit the ground running. What'd you say? Oh yeah. And uh, how long did y'all have to go into development before y'all was able to work on y'all like, first album? How long? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, we had artist development for at least three years, two, three years before we actually came out with a record. Yeah, so it, it and uh, let our management tell it, we had artist development up until what, part three. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we believed in, we believed in artist, uh, artist development, you know, which is something in our opinion is kind of missed nowadays. But uh, yeah, we, uh, it was about two or three years that we had uh, artist development. And um, then we did our first record. And um, the first hit record y'all had was Only You. And that featured the Notorious B.I.G. Tell me the entire process of that single while y'all working on a project. Well, you know what? Um, we pretty much wrote that song probably like five times to the same track at first. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Puff uh, heard all five situations, he, we end up going back to the first way we had wrote it. Uh-huh. And then the Notorious B.I.G. was like a non-brainer. Heard it. Felt real good, and you know, our minds got together. It worked out, and that and that had to be really exciting. And um, it did really well on the charts, right? Say, say again, what's our? Oh yeah, yeah, it did uh, very well on the charts. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It was, it was, um, it was, it wasn't a number one record, but it definitely made it into the top ten. And uh, top five actually. Yeah, it went in top five. Yeah, top five actually. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was a, a really great start for, for the beginning of 112. So we only expected better things from that. Yeah, platinum off the porch. We'll you know take it. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take that. That has to be amazing. And then, of course, um, y'all also, one of my favorite singles from you uh, is Cupid. And that also came out, and that, that track, uh, uh, top went on the top of the track as well. Um, who wrote that song? I always wanted to know, like, who wrote that song? Oh, we did. We did. Oh, y'all, like, y'all write y'all songs and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things Puff liked about us, the fact that we were also songwriters in addition to, you know, in, in addition to being artists. So we wrote a lot of records for other artists, Gina Thompson, New Edition. Uh, we wrote Isley for Brothers. the Osley Brothers, mm-hmm. Pink. Uh, Kelly Price, LSG. yeah, LSG. We we did a record with uh, Shine, 
you know, it was it's the list. No, it list goes. The list crazy. goes on and on. So yeah. Wow! Wow! So, um, you speaking of the Isley Brothers, I had did more research on y'all, and it said y'all went on tour with the group. What was it like working with the Isley Brothers? You know what? Uh, it was it was really good. We definitely learned. Uh, from the IC brothers that we had to really sing when we perform. You know, when we, we, when we were on tour with them, we had only one singer. So just imagine coming out with only you and then have to open up for the IC brothers. So we had to really dig deep in ourselves, you know, um, and we really um, showed the talents, that, uh, the fact that you had each individual could sing lead. So we, we basically took, uh, we did cover songs. We added to, you know, added to that one single and, you know, we put all of it together and then, you know, it definitely helped us. So, you know, we musically grew as we were on tour. Yep. Wow, wow, and that's, that's amazing. Um, and boom, like, okay, so you get to like, what, 97-ish and you guys come out with the Grammy award-winning single, I'll Be Missing You. And um, that's like a, a, a tribute to Notorious B.I.G. What was the creative process um, during that time with Bad Boy, okay. Well, you know, as you can imagine, it was a real somber time, you know, because we, in addition to us trying to create music, we were we were mourning the loss of our, our, our brother, you know what I mean? So um, we actually did two versions of I'll Be Missing You. The first one was Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. And um, so we felt like it was a great record, but it wasn't, a universal record. Like we, we knew that only a certain genre of people were gonna know that song, know where it came from and can associate with it. We, we wanted a, a record to be bigger and Puff pulled, you know, pulled the whole, uh, that, that he pulled that song and said, listen, we, we gotta go bigger. And that's where, you know, they thought about it for a little while and I'll Be Missing You came up and Faith came up with the, the hook, the melody for the hook. And, you know, we immediately knew what we had to do at the end and it just turned out to be an incredible record. But it all stemmed from us just being together and just talking about the good times with Big and how much fun we had with him and how much we miss him. And, you know, and, and um, it, it kind of grew organically from that, you know, but it was the brainchild of Puff. Like he he definitely, you know, put the put the works in for us to do the version that everybody knows now versus the one that we we actually did initially. Wow, and um, for y'all to win uh, that award after everything that happened, um, it, it had to have been like a, a bittersweet moment, would you say? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. It went in more ways. And more, yeah, in more ways than one in that one because we got a chance to actually perform. Right. And so here we are. We're out there with, with Steam and, you know, Puff and Faith and nobody gave us the memo that uh, <laughs> usually when you uh, perform, Chances are you probably won. <laughs> right. And then while we were taking our clothes off, you know, we're changing, all of a sudden, they say, and the winners are Puff Daddy and the Family featuring Faith Evans and what's what we're like. <laughs> Old up, you know. <laughs> we had Nate Dogg on here. Old up. Oh, man, it was crazy. Man. He, cussed, he cussed us out and everything, man, afterwards or whatever. We know, but you know what? Worth it. <laughs> totally worth Never it. forget it. Totally worth it. And then, of course, so uh, from there, like uh, 1998, uh, you come out with the next album, right? Room 112. And that got uh, the single uh, with Rose that I really, really like. Um, and um, you guys basically went platinum with that album, too. You know what I mean? And it's, the single is anywhere. Um, what was it like working with Zane? 
Zane's our little brother, you know, and when we met Zane, he he is, it, whatever you saw in that video, that's exactly who that dude is, man. He's energetic, he's fun, he's he's super intelligent and uh, very creative, you know what I mean? And um, we just had a great time. When he actually went on tour with us on, which tour was it? The, uh, the, the Whitney Houston? Well, I think it was Whitney Houston. Yeah, it was Whitney Houston tour. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, he actually went on tour uh, with us, man. And, and I'm pretty sure that was a bug out for somebody who was, starting out like he did and then all of a sudden being thrust into you know this situation where now you're on tour with 112 you know um and he and he trust me when i say he embraced all of it yeah. he, you know he's, he's he's definitely a star and um and i feel like you know his 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 gift and his blessing is is in television and movies and stuff like that because you know in addition to him being a rapper you know which he's dope with that but at the same time i really felt like you know, where he make his where he'll make his bones his own television and you know movies and things of that nature because he's he's such a great talent. That that, that is fantastic. And he, you said that um you toured with Houston, really? Like wow. How was that? Yeah, we've been on a few tours. Yeah, she she <laughs> was fun. She was fun. So you know, after coming off of two other tours, Isley Brothers and uh the bone thugs, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be key sweat. It was supposed to be the key sweat tour, but it ended up being the bone thugs and harmony key sweat tour. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so after after coming off those tours, you know, uh, being able to perform with Whitney Houston, amazing, absolutely amazing. And you know, she was really down to earth and really treated us like family. And so uh, there were certain things that happened where you know the world <laughs> thinks one thing, you know. We know the other, right? Know the real right. Truth, you know, right. But, uh, why she really lost her voice. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, 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 okay. What say? Lose her voice. Yeah, yeah. She canceled. I'll tell the story. Okay. I'll tell you, yeah, because oh. basically it was my fault. Okay. okay. Oh, <laughs> now you heard it first. Again, it was my fault. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. So, okay, so she actually canceled the show in Philadelphia. And the reason why she did that is because she lost her voice. The reason why she lost her voice is because I technically hit her with a water bottle, a water balloon, oh. rather. Yeah, we would. Okay, but what, actually, okay. Her fault. Oh she God. started it. She started it. She started it. Her and her dancers. She and she and her dancers. Yeah. Plotted. Yeah. To invite us to a park, you know, because it was a day off before the show, and what they were going to do was they were going to ambush one twelve at the park with water balloons and all this other stuff. So word That's got true. word got back to us that they were planning this ambush. They were planning this this, this strategic attack. Oh yeah. So before we got to the park, we went to. Uh, Toys R Us and grabbed all the super soakers, all the water balloons. Just came out. Yeah, just any, any and everything that had water and a gun to it. We were just we were buying all of it, right? So we 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 were ready. We went to the park and they came running at us with those water balloons. And all of a sudden we pulled out that artillery on them. Clack clack. Oh, we just sprayed <laughs> we sprayed everybody. And so Whitney hit me with a water balloon. And she took wow. off running. And so I was like, oh, not today, Whitney oh, Houston. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I grabbed a yellow balloon, water balloon, and I chased after her ass for about like half a mile. It seemed like. And I threw it, boop, hit her right in this, hit her right in this area. Whoa. She laughed. We had a good time, you know, saying the shirt soaking, you know, the whole night. The next day, she could not only could she not sing, she couldn't talk. <laughs> so wow. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, so that was the reason why. So you know, I from what uh, from what I understand, I spoke to our lawyers. The sta uh, the limited, the statutory limit is over, so uh -huh. I can tell the story now without being sued. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, man. So, but yeah, that's what happened. So anybody that wants to know what happened with that show in Philadelphia in 1998. And Jersey. Yeah, and, and Jersey. Yeah, because yeah, she couldn't do Jersey either. So Which, was that two, where she from? Yeah, so it was two shows. Yeah. Yeah, 112 kind of kind of sort of had an issue with that. Mm-hmm. But y'all can't sue us now, so. Well, yeah, whatever. I got some facts. Some about some <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Man, that, that's quite the story right there. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I want to talk about um, like one of your hidden records, Pieces and Cream, and that's off of your, your other album, which is uh, Part 3. Um, and it's really like, I, I listened to that record growing up. Maybe I should have, maybe I'm too young, but I love that record. And I always want to know the story behind that record. Okay, so you know what? Yeah. We, before we even get into Peaches and Cream, let's give a, uh, I, I definitely want to shine a light onto It's Over Now. Right. Which that, that started off the trilogy of the uh, number ones. And then right. we go, so you had It's Over Now. And then after It's Over Now, and that went number one, you know, uh, big shout out to uh, Mark D. You know, we, we took their the sample and sang over it. You yeah, know, Quiet Stone. Quiet Stone, one twelve yeah. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, then here we come with pieces of cream. I'm gonna let Mike. Say. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Storyteller. Okay. So here we go. So, Puff gave us. We were at the end of part three. Like we were done because we we had went down to Tennessee, recorded the entire album. Nashville. Baby. Nashville. You know, yeah. because we were we were defiant. We were like, you know what? We're gonna do this our way. And we wanted to, instead of going to New York, we wanted to go to Nashville. We wanted to be away from everybody so we can focus on this project, which we knew was gonna be like the tipping point of 112's career. Either we were gonna sink or swim, you know what I'm saying, at that point, right? So um, we, we had, it's over now and it took off and it was amazing, but Puff still felt like we had another record that could just make this album even more incredible, right? He gave us Peaches and Cream for about three, three months. And we just could not write anything to this record whatsoever. You know what I mean? So we got with different writers and it just did not work. So Puff demanded that we come to New York. We got with uh, Pooh Bear, um, you know, who writes a lot of records for uh, Jason, uh, Justin Bieber now. You know what I mean? A, a host of other people, but Justin Bieber would be the guy that, you know, that most people know him for. And, um, he, he, we, and he's a dear friend and family to us. So he came up to New York and um, we still couldn't write nothing to this record. We knew it was dope. Big shout out to Mario Winans too, because he, he was actually the producer of the, of the record. We knew the track was dope, but we just did not have anything to write to. We had already written about love, being in love, not being in love, the girl cheated on you the whole night, in the club, out the club. We had wrote about everything at this point. What can we write about? So as we're trying to come up with ideas, um, one of the one of the former members called and called uh, a restaurant and ordered some food. And the last thing he said Jackson was, Hole. "It was it was Jackson, Jackson Hole. Hole. Yeah. It was Jackson Hole. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was a restaurant called Jackson Hole in New York. And he ordered, gave his order. He said, "Oh, by the way, let me get the peach cobbler." He said, "Peach, peach." You know what I'm saying? And it just it just dawned on it. Everybody just. You know, it was like a, our ears perked up, man. It, so we said we went from peach to Georgia peach because we're from the A. Yeah. So we tried to go with that concept. And then it was just like, I don't know who it was, but it was just like, man, peaches and cream, bro. Yeah. Just peaches and cream. And then from there, we were like, okay, 
Peaches and Cream, it's a dope concept, but what are we going to write about with Peaches and Cream? Because naturally, you think of, you know, Peaches and Cream, you think sexually, you know what I'm saying, what a peach looks like, and then the cream. Hey, hey. So, but we knew that we weren't going to be able to get away with saying that, you know what I mean? So, um, what 112 likes to do, like when we're creating records, is like, we'll listen to other people's record, and at the time, we were listening to D'Angelo um, in the in the studio while we're vibing, trying to get a vibe or whatever. We were listening to D'Angelo and that Brown Sugar record was playing. And you know how subliminal his record is. Yeah. Brown Sugar's talking about smoking weed. A lot of people didn't know that. Really? <laughs> See, look, 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 look. Brown Sugar, go, go back and listen to Brown Sugar. He's talking about smoking weed. He's, he's talking about smoking weed. But he, he made it so subliminal that you know, you forgot all about that, and you you thought he was talking about a woman. He was actually talking about smoking weed. So we was like, "Huh, let's go subliminal with the lyrical content." So instead of us being blatant and saying, you know, what we what we're saying, peaches and cream is, let's make it subliminal mm -hmm. so everybody can enjoy the record. Mm -hmm. So that's how peaches and cream came about. So it was a combination of a guy ordering food and uh, us listening to D'Angelo that the record turned out the way that it did. Wow, wow, wow. That, that is quite the record. You also got a Grammy Well, definitely, it was definitely a trans transition. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, Def Jam is a, a place where if you have your situation already set up, they are the hub. Mm -hmm. And so it took us a little bit. It took us a little bit. So I, I kind of want to say that we kind of sacrificed that fourth album. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to say it like this. I want to give a big shout out to our fans because I think at that point, after you know each album sold double platinum or better and right. every single went platinum, right. I think that we we kind of uh, enjoyed the fruits of that situation. Mm -hmm. Like so, even though the album probably went platinum, uh, I'm gonna openly say we probably didn't deserve that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we mailed we mailed hot and wet in. We mailed that one in. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta mail that one in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, but it's a great thing. Yeah, we gotta mail hot and wet in, man. But you know, it, it, it still went platinum like Slim said. Well, let me um fast forward um and talk about now. So you guys are back, you got <laughs> brand new <record. laughs> yeah. music yeah. out, brand new single for us, looking for love. I checked out both of those videos. I love those videos. Um, I wanna <laughs> know exactly is there a new project on the way? Yeah, actually, the, the EP is out right now. So uh, it was out, we, it came out on September 4th. And uh, we're, we're very excited. You know, we've, we've got nothing but rave reviews about it. Uh, we're not even calling it an EP anymore. It's, a, it's an album, you know what I mean, as far as we're concerned, because uh, that's the kind of energy that we, uh, we, we're receiving from it. Um, it's a great body of work. Uh, Spend It All was the first single. And then we started, we, we transitioned into For Us which is an amazing record that speaks about the Black Lives Matter movement that we have going on right now. Um, we actually are doing a remix video to, um, to for us with uh, Big Gip from Goody Mob. And uh, it, 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 so that'll be, we're doing that on Monday. 
And uh, Looking for Love is, is a record, because we have a lot of Island fans as well. And so they were like, man, y'all do all these records, y'all never give us anything. So Looking for Love is the record that we wanted to get to our island people as well, just to let them know, like, although we're still working on for us, we didn't forget y'all, and we wanted to give you a record that was uh, was was islandy. So when we go out on vacations, though, we had those kind hey, of records. Got that, those records. You know, we got a big I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the Caribbean sound, and then the choreography on the other videos as well. I just, I, I mean, I'm just so happy to be able to interview you guys, and you guys are legends. Don't stop what you're doing, and I would say don't stop to you get that Hollywood Walk of Fame. Y'all deserve it. Y'all been working here. Y'all been in the industry for 20 years, and I just want to say I appreciate you. While I can't give y'all flowers right now, yeah, I appreciate y'all, and um, where can people follow you on social media? Because we're a new prime. How can people follow what one of is doing? Y'all got Instagrams and stuff? Sure. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on the official 112. If you want the official merch from 112, because we sell masks, we sell neck gaiters, we sell footies, we sell t-shirts, hoodies, all that stuff with the 112 symbol on it, uh, you can find that on 112forever.com. And lastly, uh, if you want to see all the videos, you can go to our YouTube page, which is one the 112 Rebirth TV. Yes. So 112 Rebirth TV for YouTube for merch and for it to buy a hard copy of our CD, you can go to 112forever.com. And for Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, and Facebook, the official 112. All right, fantastic. Thank you so, so much. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to your publicist, Crystal, for hooking us up, getting this set up. And um, I, I'll be in touch with y'all soon. I appreciate y'all. And that's a wrap up for the DJ Jericho podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe right now. DJ Erica podcast at DJ Erica and I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Slim Mike, thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. All God right. bless. All right. All right. DJ, DJ Erica.